for a season of time, we're going to be uh, having the children join us uh, as we sing and worship together. And then we're going to dismiss the children to go to kids' church. Uh, if you're a visitor here, uh, please don't feel like your children need to go. Or uh, if you want them to go, uh, we have right there children's workers in the back. You can you can feel free to go with them over to the building so you see where they're at. Or the children's workers can can take them, um, whatever the case may be. And then I was told to ask you this. When worship is over, if your children are over next door, please then pick them up. When you leave, I just, Bethany said, make sure and ask. So I thought, so if the children are going over, you're welcome to go now. You can head that way. It's awesome seeing you guys this morning. So awesome. Okay. All right. So while we're making this transition, um, Bud had sent me a, a video that we just got to watch. It, it's crazy. And um, it's, who here has a, a, a phone? Okay, I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who has a phone that works? Who ha- who still has a flip phone? Well, that, yeah, you can't flip. Well, you can flip an iPhone, but it falls on the ground. So I, I don't recommend that. Well, this this clip, I, it's just so real. It's kind of kind of crazy. So let's take a look. See, you got it, Ryan? All right, I'm about to call Postmates. Does everyone want the fish dinner then? We'll just, I'll just call a bunch of them. Jesus is on the way. So just get, maybe just get a couple. He'll take care of us. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just two then two. All right. Yeah. Just two. We'll just do two fish. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like five loaves of bread with it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Perfect. Bro. I just got a Venmo request from Judas. Dude, Jesus just got a blue check mark. How did he get verified? He only has 12 followers. I have way more than that. <laughs> Dude, David is liking and commenting on every one of Bathsheba's spring break picks. What's he doing? I thought uh, he was supposed to be at war. I don't know, dude. Also, what? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> dude, I'm on Facebook Marketplace right now. Look at this. Joseph's brothers are selling him. Can you do that? Wh- oh, Joe, he's just going on and on. He said he lost everything. Probably going to get a Kickstarter up oh. soon. Bro, I was talking to Mary and Joseph last week. They were trying to price line a hotel in Bethlehem. Couldn't find anything. They ended up having to like Airbnb some like rustic barn, dude. Brutal. If Noah Instagrams one more time about his DIY project, I'm done. It's too much. Like he's like, I'm getting these instructions from heaven. Doubt it. I ain't getting on that boat. Oh, look, another bachelorette in Sodom and Gomorrah. (sighs) Seen it. Sin City, we get it. Don't look behind you. You know what I'm saying? Because the what? Okay, forget it. Dude, are you friends with the prodigal son on Snapchat? Have you seen his stories? He just, like, left his dad's house. He's in, like, another city just losing it. Insane. Like, not safe for work. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay, dude, have you heard from Paul in a while? Maybe he's in prison again? Again? <laughs> dude, you want a bite of this? Do I look like Adam to you? Okay. Bro, do you follow the rich young ruler? Is that that SoundCloud rapper? No, it's a guy. Oh. He's always posting about his house and his cars and stuff. He met Jesus last week. Literally haven't heard from him. It's weird. Dude, Jesus came to town on a donkey. I saw that. Could he not get an Uber? I mean, maybe he was surging. <laughs> Dude, are you in this group chat with Shadar, Kamishak, and Abednego? Uh-huh. I use this fire emoji. They got all offended. Oh, uh, okay. Jonah tweeted he was going deep sea fishing three days ago. Have you heard from him? Maybe he doesn't have service. <laughs> do you follow Saul? Yeah, what? He changed his username to Paul. What? Bro, do you have locations on for the children of Israel? They're just like wandering around. Literally makes no sense. Have you seen the weather for today? No, what? 50% chance of quail. Weird. Wow. Uh, Abram and Isaac posted a selfie that headed the mountains for a little father-son trip. Amazing. What could go wrong? Uh-huh. Wait, what's that rope for? Uh-huh. 
Oh my goodness, Lot's daughter's pregnant. She's gonna have a baby. I wonder who the dad is. Too far. Bro, you're following the woman at the well? That's not like that. Check your heart, dude. Mic check. I should say something. Dude, why are you wearing the same outfit as me? (laughs) Bro, do you have to be wearing the same outfit as me? I told you I was wearing this first. I got this at Urban Outfitters. Who went like, I got a little bit of it, but, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it just depends. If you got a flip phone, you only got a little bit of it. But if you, uh, you know, it's interesting. We're talking about hearing the voice of God. And last week, we definitely talked about how Scripture tells us God does speak, and He does. And uh, He desires to speak to us. And so now we're going to talk this week about responding to the voice of God. And uh, what does that mean, and how do we respond? And still, we're going to touch a little bit again this week about hearing the voice of God also. Um, so as we enter into a time of uh, reading the Word and, and, and asking God to speak, for real, um, let's remember who He is and what He desires to do in our life. And He does desi- desire to speak to us. And I know that can seem foreign to so many um, you know, the Bible says that um, we're born dead in our trespass and sin, meaning when I'm born, I'm born with a sin nature that does not hear God. It, 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 it just doesn't hear God. It's not the same language, and we're going to talk about that. So with that, I'm saying this. Who remembers me saying as I was um, down here that I can't hear as well? Do you remember me talking about that? Okay, so catch this. Catch this. This is sometimes when we don't hear well what happens. So I'm, I'm like this, and it's kind of muffled. And I'm, and I, praise God, I'm just, you know, I'm glad this ear is a little weak, most of you know. And, and this here, ear hears really well, but it's muffled. And I'm just going, oh, okay, it's all good. And it's, it tried to distract me from hearing the, the worship music. I took this headset, because our regular uh, mic is not working, and I adjusted it up like that. Perfect hearing. It's changed the whole. It was pressing on my ear, muffling my ear. No, I'm serious now. Listen. Listen. God wants to speak, and sometimes it takes a little minor adjustment to hear him. Just a little minor adjustment. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for this day that you've given us, this time to be together this morning. What a beautiful day. I mean, you set this day into motion. You put people here as you please. We gather together in your name for your glory. And Lord, may it be said of us today that we will be still and we will hear your voice. We desire to hear your voice. We desire to do your will, to know what you have. And Lord, who you are in our lives, our family, our family's life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We ask that you'd go before us, you'd whisper behind us, and allow us to hear your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if anyone has one of those phones I'm talking about, uh, put in your calendar that Pastor Tony did not use a PowerPoint this morning. Put that, put that in your calendar, and years from now you go back and go, oh, look, he didn't use PowerPoint. It was awesome. It was crazy. I didn't have my computer. I left it at home. Go figure. 
A little adjustment with the microphone. Open up the Word of God. We are good to go. So if you have your Bibles or your phones or whatever you may, you may have, let's go to 1 Samuel. We're going to be in chapter 3 of 1 Samuel. And if not, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. And as you're turning there, I'm going to, I'm going to start off, and here we go. Now, the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation, and it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had grown so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. Now, I'm not going to take a whole lot of time to set up this entire story. I mean, it, there's really a, quite a lot involved here. But the long story short is, is Samuel was dedicated to the temple uh, by his mom, Hannah, when he was just a baby. So Hannah, at, at first, could not have a baby. And she just really believed and prayed diligently that God would, if you will, open her womb, allow her to have a child. And so, sure enough, as she prayed, God opened her womb, and she had a child. And she promised God that she would take this child, Samuel, and dedicate Samuel to the temple. Now, I know it might seem strange to some. I mean, it it did to me, and Actually, it still seems kind of interesting. I mean, can you imagine having a, a newborn and you take it to the temple and go, here, priest, raise up my kid, you know? I mean, it's a little a little awkward, but it wasn't for her in this case. It was her heart, and she did. And she did visit her child, and she went, and she would visit, at least yearly, I know that, the word says. And so here's Samuel, a baby, and Hannah takes the baby to the temple and hands over this baby to Eli the priest, and Eli then now becomes um, kind of like a surrogate dad for, I guess those two don't go together, but you know, an adoptive dad. And so then Eli, or Samuel is, um, he actually lives in church. Can you imagine living in church? I mean, like, think about it. Put up a cot and you're here 24-7. You open the doors, you turn on the air. Well, they didn't have air then, but get what I'm saying? So he's in church. Speed the time ahead a little bit. He's around 12 because the, the Bible says that he's a boy. So I'm assuming he's around 12, 13 years old. And so the Bible's telling us, the Word's telling us that Samuel ministered to the Lord. And I'm going to paraphrase some of this for better understanding it in our communication, in English, if you will. Uh, Samuel ministered to the Lord through Eli. Okay, so I'm just looking for, what are you talking about? Okay, it would be like this. We have Alex. He's in the room, a young man right there. He's a youth. And it would be like me teaching Alex um, how to open the doors and, and how to uh, uh, get ready for you guys to come in in the morning. And, and so, so as Alex did what I taught him, and as he's, he's doing these things, preparing for Sunday morning, opening up the buildings, uh, you know, he would, uh, Samuel would light candles or do whatever, um, so he is he is actually ministering to the Lord, but it's through me. I'm the one that's equipping him. I'm the one that's teaching him. Everyone there? Okay. 
So let's, let's continue. I'm going to go over to verse 4. Let me back up just a verse. That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and lied down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now, here's what it says in verse 7. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Does that help you to understand a little bit what I said about uh, Samuel ministered to the Lord through Eli? Because the, the Bible, the scriptures are telling us that Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor the word of the Lord. Okay, so so how can he, he's, he's ministry, he's still doing He's still doing God things, Samuel is. He's still ministering, but it's through Eli, because Eli is the one that's equipping and bringing him up and and teaching him how to to serve God. So I want to pause here just a minute. I remember meeting a a man when I first was saved, uh, the next day, actually. A lot of you know that the story about David Eldridge. He calls me the day after I was saved. And he said, Tony, uh, would you like to, you know, grab lunch? And I said, well, sure. And we went to McDonald's. Who, who remembers the story? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again real quick. So I'm a brand new believer. I, I was saved on Sunday. Monday, he calls me. I go to lunch with him. We meet at McDonald's. I'll buy you lunch, he says. Good, okay. So we sat down. We get our food. And here's how our food. He said, I'm buying. He bought two small coffees and a small french fry. Takes a train, he sits down at a table, and I'm looking at that, and I'm going, well, I don't know. And he goes, Tony, I know you're a brand new believer. I was there when you got saved yesterday. He said, do you know how to pray? I didn't know how to pray. I never prayed in my life. For you that don't know, that was the first time I ever went to church in my life. I went to church and was saved that morning. Never went to church, ever. And when he said prayer, I had no clue. I really didn't. And he said, well, can I teach you? I said, well, yeah. And he takes a French fry out of that small bag, and he holds it up in the air, about 1230, McDonald's, right there in Haines City. Lord Jesus, thank you for Tony's salvation. He didn't tell me to close my eyes. I'm going, oh, what are you? Amen. Would you like a fry? I said, no, no, you, you, you go ahead. You eat them. <laughs> I didn't know how to kind of receive that, but in my heart, though, I just knew God was doing something. And he said, Tony, there's one other thing I want to teach you before our meal is done. He said, I want to teach you to tithe. And he said, the, the word says that we're to tithe, we're to give a tenth of our income. And I'm thinking, okay, my heart was wide open for anything God wanted. It really, really was. But I didn't really understand what he was saying. And he said, but I want to teach you something, Tony, that you really need to understand. He said, I want you to understand that it has nothing to do with the tithe, a 10% of your income. And I'm going, really? What do you mean? I don't, I don't get it. He said, you know, I think we should give a 10% of our income. But he said, Tony, God wants all of you. He wants the first fruit of your life, not not just your money, not just... And he said things I didn't really know at the time what he meant, like gifts and talents and 
I didn't know any of those words. But, but I knew my heart was wide open to what he was trying to show me and that he wanted to be a mentor in my life. And he did for about six months. And he said, Tony, that's it. That's the way David was. I'm, I'm ready to leave. It was a 15-minute lunch. We never ate. And he gets up to go, and he looks at me, and he says, Tony, there's something you need to know. He said, I've been in church all my life as a child, all my life. I've been to vacation Bible school. I've been to church with my, my parents. He said, I, know, I, I knew Bible lessons and the Bible backwards and forward. He said, and then when I got older, I even became a head deacon. We had, we had 30-something deacons. And he said, and then I did this and I did that. He said, you, you, it's unbelievable the positions I held in church and the leadership that I had. He says, I'm 72 years old now, and I want you to know something. It wasn't until two years ago that I, I understood that I did the things of God, but I didn't know them. I didn't know them. I just kind of did them. I did what people said to do. How, I acted like they said to act, and when I was a leader, I led I led people the way they said to lead. And it just reminds me this morning of Samuel. I mean, I realize there's a big age difference here, but it just, it, it applies. You know, we, we can go to church. We can try to do the things of God. And, and I'm not even saying that it's not a bad thing. But there's got to be a point in time where all of a sudden, like, like Samuel, all of a sudden there's a time where he, he ministered to the Lord through Eli, and what you're going to hear in a minute is all that changed. Let's look. Let's go. It says this. Verse 8. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You did call me. Can you imagine? He's getting kind of a little like, What? This is the third time. He hears this. Samuel. He gets up. Samuel gets up. Runs to Eli the priest. And he goes, Yes. He goes, ah, I didn't call you. Go to bed. You know, the second time, here's Samuel. He gets up, runs to the priest, Eli, and he goes, yes, you called? Eli goes, I didn't call you. Go to bed. You know, third time, Samuel, he gets up, runs to Eli. Now listen to what he said. He goes, here I am for you did call me, <laughs> Right? Go, what? I mean, are you, maybe you're getting really older than I thought or something. You know, I, I don't know. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must speak. Lord, your servant hears. So Samuel went and laid down in this place, in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears will tingle.
There's been so many times in a, being a pastor for 25 years, 26 years, that I've been in meetings, I've been with other people, many, many times, groups, uh, uh, pastoral staff, you name it. And someone would walk in, sure enough, and someone would say, I'm struggling. I feel like God's trying to talk to me. I feel like there's something going on, and I I don't really understand what it is. And people that that have good hearts and that mean well so many times thought they would encourage the person by saying, oh, it's okay. It's all right. One time a person said they thought God was trying to speak to them and they didn't understand and they didn't really hear God speak before, but just something in their heart just said, like God, he, he said, I think I'm going crazy. It's kind of like God says, speaking to me. He's wanting me to grow closer to him. He, he's wanting me to, to understand his will more for my life, and I don't get it. And, and, and tears are coming down his face. And, and then well-meaning people said, oh, no, no, you hear from God all the time. Don't you remember the time you did this and you did that? Are you with me? If there's one thing God would have me to do, two things, sorry. One is to share the gospel. That's the first and most important. And the second is to let you know God speaks today. We're confused. We're, we're disjointed. Uh, uh, our culture has faded away from this, this idea that God no longer speaks and I, and I realize, you guys, I know it's hard. I know that if you, you, you know, I know so many come up and say, but, but you know, Tony, I, apparently God doesn't speak to, to me like he does you. You always say you hear his voice or he speaks to you. And, 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 and I know it might seem a little rough right now to be hearing things like this. But I assure you, if you have a heart to hear, you'll hear him. If you have Jesus as your Savior and a heart to hear, then you will hear him. The Bible just says over and over and over. I'm going to go back to chapter 3, verse 1, just for a moment. Now, the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. And the word of the Lord, watch, was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Because there was no heart to hear. God didn't stop speaking. There was no heart to hear. The heart of the people faded from God. And, and as he's, he's, God still existed. God still wanted to talk. So Samuel finally heard. He ministered to the Lord through Eli. And now I'm going to go back to verse 6. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose, went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, 
nor the word of the Lord was yet revealed to him. If you're wondering why or if you don't hear God, number one, you might not be able to. You might not be saved. Oh, my gosh, Tony, did you just say say that? Yeah, I mean, how do you, how can you hear? It's, it's no different than Samuel. I mean, there's good news. Don't 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 go. Oh my gosh, I can't hear from God. There's good news because you can. The Bible says if we repent of our sin and believe the Lord Jesus, that He was crucified, He was buried, He rose again, that we might be saved, that we will be reconciled to God, and we'll be able to hear His voice. Through his word, through circumstances, through counsel, through his creation. He's there. He desires to speak. It's a for real thing. Let me talk just for a moment what can hinder us from hearing God's voice. Going to verse 17. And he said, what is the word of the Lord that he spoke to you? So here Samuel said, to, to the Lord, to, to, to God, he says, here I am, speak. And God did speak. And he told Samuel of the things that Eli and his family had done that displeased God. That Eli actually allowed his sons to do things that were not honoring to God. And Eli... I mean, he, he, he tried his best, for lack of a better way to say it, to bring his sons in, in line. But the bottom line is, he, he didn't really. And so the next thing you know, it says this. It says in verse 17, and he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do to you also and more also if you hide anything from me. And Eli wanted to know, what did God say? And Eli told him, it's not good. God's judgment is coming on you. I want to go back to 1 Samuel 2.22. You don't need to go there. I'm just going to go there real quick. This is an example of what was happening in Eli's life. It says this, now Eli was very old and he heard everything that his sons did to all of Israel and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle meeting. So he said to them, why do you do such things? Now this is Eli talking to his sons. For I hear of your evil dealings from the people. No, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear you make the Lord's people transgress. And we go to verse 29 for Samuel. Chapter 2. Why do you kick at my sacrifices and my offerings, which I have commanded in, in my dwelling place, and honor your sons more than me to make yourself far or fat with the best of the offering of Israel, my people? Now, I don't want to lose you. I'm jumping around a little bit here. But, but all I, I want us to understand is, is Eli was not honoring God. Eli at one time heard God very clearly. He faded from God and the things that he knew God wanted. He was the head of his house. God holds us responsible being the head of our home. And he said without a doubt, he said, Samuel, I want you to tell Eli this. Eli messed up. 
He knowingly allowed his family to do ungodly things, and he knowingly did not intervene and make them stop. And you go, you can't make anyone do anything you can't. Yes, you can. If you're if you're a man, for example, and you're the head of your home, you're the head of your home spiritually. And I know in our culture it's so easy to, to, to say, well, I can't do anything. I can't make people watch different things, or I can't do this, I can't do that. But yes, you can. You're a born-again believer. You believe that God speaks. Ask God what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. He will speak to you through his word, to your heart. Maybe you're a single mom, you know, and you're... And I, you know, I, I've been around a lot of single moms or a single dad, and I get it. Life is just different, but you're still the head of your home spiritually. And we need to be on our knees praying. We need to be seeking the word of God, saying, God, what do I do when this happens? How do I respond to my children when they, they, they're disobedient? And, and probably, if you're like me, most of the time I need to get a mirror. I mean this. Today we can get our phones. So it's on the. We can take our phones and look at ourselves, and we just need to. We just need to be real and say, "What does God see? What's He see?" God desires to speak to us if we're not hearing His voice. It's not because of God's not speaking. He wants to speak to us just like he spoke to Samuel, just like he spoke to Eli. He wants to speak to us. I want to read um, just a little bit out of this book. It's um, by Henry Blackaby. Make sure I give proper credit here. And the book is called Hearing God's Voice. And he gives some examples of God speaking. And I'll go to the Old Testament first. I'm just going to read snippets real quick. Virtually every Christian can cite a few noble Old Testament examples when God spoke to people. Through creation, the psalmist proclaimed, the heavens are telling of the glory of God, Psalms 19.1. Through his prophets, the true prophet knew what was on God's heart and his mind, and he declared it to others. Isaiah 7.13. Through dreams. Joseph learned through a dream, a divine dream, of his future as a political leader. Genesis 37.5. Visions. God appeared to Abraham in a vision confirming his promise to grant him a son. Genesis 15.1. A gentle voice. Many times God spoke softly but audibly to individuals. Young Samuel heard the call of God in the middle of the night. 1 Samuel 3. Through fire, when Gideon was afraid and needed reassurance, God confirmed his word to him by sending an angel by fire. Judges 6, 17. Through a burning bush. Are you, you with me? Through a burning bush. As he approached, Moses heard God's voice from within the bush, calling his name, Exodus 3, 1. Preaching. Jonah delivered God's news to the sinful Ninevites, yet 40 days and Ninevite will be overthrown. Jonah 3, 4. Through signs, when God parted the Jordan River, allowing the children of Israel 
to cross into the promised land through a donkey. God used a donkey to speak to the wayward prophet Balaam. Numbers 22, 21. Who knows that story about a talking donkey? That's the craziest story I've ever heard. If you don't know it, look it up. Just Google talking donkey Balaam. It's crazy. So then you might think, okay, well, that's the Old Testament, Pastor Tony. What about the New Testament? Surely God does not speak today. Let me give you some examples again out of the same book. Through the risen Christ, Thomas could only say that he doubted, and Jesus appeared and spoke to him as well. John 20, 24. Through nature, Paul said nature so clearly testifies to God's existence that those who reject God's message as expressed in his creation, are without excuse. Romans 1.18. Through angels, while Paul was lost at the sea, in sea, God sent an angel to comfort him and to tell him about God's plan for him. Acts 27.23. Through dreams, God used a dream to warn the eastern magi not to return to Jerusalem. Matthew 2.12. Does God still speak today? Through visions, Saul, after Saul's dramatic encounter with the risen Christ, Ananias received a vision, sending him to find Saul and to heal his blindness, Acts 9.10. Through prayer, while Paul was praying in the temple, God spoke to him, Acts 22.17. Through preaching, God continued to use preachers such as Peter and Paul and Apollos to declare his truth, Romans 10.14. Through scripture, Jesus knew the scripture so well, Satan could not trap him up with his half-truth lies. Matthew 4, 4. To a, or with an unbeliever, God demonstrated his sovereignty when he elected to use Capurius as an enemy of Christ to communicate the truth to others. John eleven forty nine. The church. God established the church to be the visible manifestation of his presence, the Holy Spirit. As Jesus returned to, to his father, he promised his disciples the Holy Spirit. This third member of the Holy Trinity would do his divine work within the hearts and the minds. So this is how he concludes this chapter. Obviously, the key is not how God spoke. God steadfastly refuses to limit himself to only one way of communicating. The significant point was that Almighty God chose to communicate with his people. God still speaks today. So I'm going back to 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verse 19. So Samuel grew, and the Lord with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all of Israel, from Dan to Bathsheba, knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Where did God reveal himself to you? When did God reveal himself to you? It's too easy to leave this morning and say, Pastor Tony, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. It's too easy to leave this morning and say, I've never heard from God. I've not, I've not, I mean, I know you just gave a whole lot of examples of hearing from God, and, but I've never heard from God. 
And if you're talking about an audible voice, which I'm, I'm not, it, 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 it's a voice. It's God's voice. But I've never heard from him. Then maybe this morning's the day of your salvation. Maybe this morning is a, is a time to take a deep breath, be still, and know that he's God. Twelve years ago, three thousand people. We're at a we're at a concert. No, we're at a not a concert, a uh, conference. I'm late getting to the conference. Trish is all the way down front, huge auditorium, at least three thousand people. And I'm looking. I'm twenty minutes late. I know Trish is going to be like, "Where are you at? What's going on?" All concerned for me, like like good wives should. And I go in there and I go, I have no clue where she's at. None. People are moving around, getting ready for the conference to start. And I hear this, Tony. Amongst all the voices and all the racket, I'm, I'm serious, I, Tony. And I just, I, I start going like this. And all of a sudden, there she was, Tony. I heard her voice in the middle of all that stuff. God desires we hear his voice. In the middle of all the stuff of life, all the distractions that are around us. So I'd like for us to go into a time of prayer and, and, and just, just, just reflect. God, do I know you? Have I ever come to a place where I've repented of my sin, that I desire to turn from the sin in my life and turn and put my trust in you? Have I I ever done that? Have I played church? I mean, that might almost seem too too crude and rude for you guys. I don't mean it to be that way. But I'm telling you that what God wants us to do is to hear his voice. So don't deny it. Maybe, Maybe we come to church and and we've done God things and we've ministered in the in his name through the pastor, through a priest. You know, we've done those things. But we not yet heard his voice. His voice is unknown to us. Romans three twenty three says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans six twenty three says, For the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And Romans 10, 9 says, If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. Pastor Tony, I've heard those scriptures hundreds of times, dozens of times. I I still don't understand. And here's the thing. The only way you can understand is if God reveals that truth to our own hearts. It's God who puts and imparts grace that we might here. I can't I can't take someone, put your arm behind the back and say, believe, believe, come on, I'm telling you, believe, right? You know, say uncle. Ain't gonna happen. Only God can tell us the truth. God says, You want to hear my voice, put your trust in my son. He died that you might live. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this day, for this moment. We pray and we claim in your name, in Jesus' name.
knowing that you are the ones that speak to our heart. You are the one that, that reveals to us our need to be saved. You are the one. Father, may it be said today, as we think about Samuel, a young boy that ministered on your behalf, that, that did a lot of work for you, actually. But there was that moment of time when you said, Samuel, Samuel, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear my words. I want you to have a relationship with me personally. And God says that to us today, this morning. Sally, George, Sue, Tony, Trish, whoever might be hearing his word this morning. God wants to speak to your hearts. It's only with our hearts we can hear. Lord, I can't hear you. God says, open your heart. So I can speak. If you're here this morning within your heart you feel God saying I want you to repent and believe I want you to put your trust in my son and you just know it's him it's like a still small voice it's a whisper hear his voice this morning allow him to speak to you It's the most important thing that can happen in your entire life. To hear the voice of God that says, come to me. Let me save your soul. May it be said this morning, Lord Jesus. As Mark continues to pray or play, would you look up here just for a moment? You know, I was asking you this morning, you know, hey, who's who's just really feeling good about today? Wow, your hands flew up. It's awesome. I love it. I was, you know, still am. Be encouraged. If you take time and you get alone and still, if you're a believer in this room, by the word of God and by faith, he will speak to you. Maybe it's been a while. I don't know. I know how that can go. We can fade and all of a sudden his voice gets different, just like Eli. God's voice faded from Eli. And then judgment comes because if we're not drawing near to to God. He loves us so much, he's going to try to discipline us back to him. Please be encouraged. Take time to hear God speak to you this week. He so desires it. If you're a new believer this morning and you come to that place where you went, I put my trust in Christ as your Savior. That connection card that Deacon John talked about, put on there I prayed and asked Jesus to be my Savior. Sometimes I want to kind of take that off. I prayed. It seems simple to say that. 
but it's more than a prayer. It's not like you can, you know, like God's a genie. It's more than a prayer, but I guess it communicates to say I prayed. When I was saved in 1992, September 29th at 10.32 a.m., for me, I know because it was so radical. Before the pastor asked me to pray, I was already saved. I heard the word of God, my heart engaged God, and I received him. Then when I walked forward and Pastor Don prayed with me, well, he sealed the deal. But I'm telling you what, the word of God, the spirit of God, I heard his voice clearly. Tony, repent and believe. I was saved. God desires to talk. I love this walk. We've been talking about Vision 2019. We've been talking about different things going on in the church and moving moving toward a place where we're going to listen to God when he speaks. First, we're going to hear him. Then we're going to listen to him. And then we're going to see what he'll do to change our family's lives, our life, and this world's life. That's a for real thing. It's for real. Don't you be scared. Don't you get anxious. Don't you think it's impossible. Don't you think, don't you dare say, well, but it's only me. It's only us. We're just this little small church, Four Corners Baptist Church. What can we do? What? <laughs> what can we do? Nothing. What can he do through us? Everything. Everything. He can change our families. He can change our lives. He can change those that we're in contact with, that we touch. But we got to hear him first. We got to push through this. If you're a visitor here today, you're probably going, where in the world is Pastor Tony coming from? Well, the sermons are online. Just go back and I think you'll see. We need to push through this. We need to hear him before we can move forward. Amen.